Hey, I'm here to pick up my keys. Oh, Mr. Smalls, you're back for your car so early. How was dinner? I'm good. Yeah, it was well. Where'd you guys go for dinner? Can I, can I get my keys? Can I get my keys? Oh, I'm just here to pick up my keys. The dinner was great, but I Where'd you guys go for dinner, though? Um, none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I would love to know. Like, you always go to really I'm great places. Look, I'm very busy. I have to pick up my keys. I mean, it's a really nice car. Like, honestly, yeah, I kind of yeah, just want to yeah. keep it exactly. for a month. Like, yeah, you always park it, it here. Don't you just want to leave it here for a while? <laughs> you always park it here. Give me my keys. <laughs> You're not even going to give me a tip? You want a tip? Never mind. Fine. And that's how we can be with God, because <laughs> we are kind of like a valet for, for God, um, and in the sense of we're just stewards. Um, God is simply just letting us hold it, um, and sometimes we can be so tight-fisted with things and not want to give it back. We can be like, this is a really nice car. God is like, I told you to pick that person up and use it for my glory or use this money for my glory to do something for someone else, or I told you to give that $20 to someone else, but you're like, this is really nice money. I really want to keep this, um, but you're a valet. Um, so make sure you remember that um, when it comes to your tithing and to your offering, that this isn't yours. Um, and I have in Psalm 24 and 1, it says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Um, so as we re just remind ourselves that our money, our car, our clothes, our houses, um, if we can use it for the glory of God, that it should be used for the glory of God um, and that we should freely give um, and simply be a valet for Jesus. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to pray over the offering. Um, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just tell somebody again, don't give up on God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad he never gave up on me. I got any witnesses in the house? He never gave up. Even when I felt like giving up, he didn't give up. Amen. So I thank God for his faithfulness and his goodness. Amen to each one of us. I thank Devante, amen, for that selection. Amen. You know, I was in the office and I just, I feel a spirit in the house that's just fresh. Yeah. Amen. And I thank God, amen, for what he is doing. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you right now for your goodness. Thank you. Yes, Lord, for your goodness. Yes, Lord. Even in our struggles and our trials and our issues that come up against us, Lord, you're still good. You're a good God. Lord, and we just thank you right now, Lord, that we are able to recognize that, Lord. And, Lord, we don't ever want to give up on you, God, on our commitment, Lord, our walk after your will and your ways, Father. So we pray right now in the name of Jesus that every lie of the enemy is cast down. Every attack and every assault, Lord, we call null and void in the name of Jesus. Lord, we determine to stand on your word, God. We determine, God, to continue to trust you and believe you and follow after your ways, Lord. We're determined to overcome the, the issues and the propensities of, of this flesh, God, that wants to do its own thing. Yes. Hallelujah. We will not be held hostage, Lord, to this flesh, yes. but we'll walk in the spirit. Yes. 
according to your word and your will, God. We take authority right now in the name of Jesus. Cast down every lie, hallelujah. Cast down every, everything the enemy is trying to bring into our lives to distract us and to get us off course. Lord, that we would be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in you, God, in your work, in your ways. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And be seated, amen. I just thank God again. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes. Amen. And we just thank him because, you, you know, we never know when our day is coming. But it's not today. We're here. Amen. We thank God for Dane, amen, coming and praying for us, amen, and just, just being with us, amen. I admire that young man. Amen. I, I honestly do. I love you, man, and I admire you. Keep standing. Keep being who God has created you to be. Man, this morning I want to talk to us from a topic, amen, where is your allegiance? Where is your allegiance? How many of us remember in, in coming up through school and every morning, you know, we get to school in the first class, amen, the beginning of the class, amen, we stand and we, we'd say what? The Pledge of Allegiance, amen, to the flag, amen, the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. See, amen. Do they still do that today? <laughs> There's all kinds of things going on. You know, as I was, you know, because I, I, I'll tell you, I, had, I was, thought I was going a whole different way. Amen. On my message for this week. But yesterday morning, the Lord started dealing with me, amen, and he took me a whole different direction, amen, so stand by. But where is your allegiance? You know, as I thought about the, the pledge of allegiance, I, I, I began to look into it a little bit more, and I learned some things that I didn't know, amen, about the pledge of allegiance. Amen. See, because it's, 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 it's sad to say that it's not something that our children do anymore, at least, you know, not across the board. Amen. There's still laws and still states that expect it and require, but there's no hard, hard fast expectation or rule, amen, for it. But in reality, amen, you know, we've heard so many things about the one phrase in there, under God, people don't like Amen. And they want to get rid of it. But, you know, the originally the, the first version was written in 1885 by Captain George Thatcher Blanche, a Union officer, Army officer. Amen. And, and the, the thing was, he later wrote a book, amen, that talked about how to how to teach patriotism to our children. Amen. And over time, amen, not long, it didn't take long for it to to take root, amen, but that, the pledge was written 138 years ago. It's been around for a minute, amen. It was in 19, I mean, eight, you know, like I said, 1885, but then in 19, I mean, 1892, amen, it was revised because the original pledge read like this, I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands, one nation, individual, with liberty and justice for all. Under God wasn't even in there. Amen. And so th th this pledge developed over the years. And that pledge, amen, for 31 years, amen, it stood. But in, in 
1923, it was revised to add one word. And that word was, you know, I pledge allegiance to my flag and to the republic. The word to was added, amen, after 31 years. And then a year later, they came back and changed it again, amen. It says, I pledge allegiance to the flag, not my flag, but the flag. And they added of the United States and to the republic for which it stands. Still no one to God in there. Still no one to God in there, amen. And not until 1954. Amen. They come around and they, they took the United States and they added, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. It's getting better and better, uh-huh. more and more specific. Amen. But in, like I said, in 1954, that took place in 1924, but 1954 is when they finally got to under God. Amen. One nation under God, indivisible. And the, the, the driving force behind that was during that time, it was the Red Scare, amen, when, when communism was taken off all over the place and, and our Congress and everyone wanted to differentiate us from the, the communist countries and the atheist wave that was taking place. So they put under God in there to differentiate the U.S. as a Christian nation. Amen. So what's happened since then? I mean, that took place, amen, and it was written and, and placed into... You know, President Eisenhower, amen, signed it into law, amen, in June 14, 1954, 18 months before I was born. I wasn't even around yet. So if I wasn't around, I know a whole lot of you wasn't. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Amen. But that's been, that's been 69 years ago. Amen. So, and I looked at it and I looked at the numbers and it was kind of made me laugh a little bit because it took 69 years for them to get it under God into the pledge. And it's been 69 years this year since it's been in there. But there's still people trying to fight and get it out. People don't like to say under God, right? You know, they, they fight against it, amen, and all these things. But here's one of the things that when... President Eisenhower signed it into law. He said these words. From this day forward, the millions of our children will daily proclaim in every city and town, every village and rural school, schoolhouse, the dedication of our nation and our people to the Almighty. Mm. He know what he was talking about. Uh-huh. And he went on to say this, in this way, we are reaffirming the transcendence of religious faith in America's heritage and future. In this way, we shall constantly strengthen those spiritual weapons, which forever will be our country's most powerful resource in peace and in war. Those spiritual weapons. Not, you know, not their tanks. You know, and the M16s and, you know, all those things. But the spiritual weapons, you know, and, and what, is, what is that? Understanding who God is yes. and tapping into who he is, amen. Teaching our children, amen, that we are a nation under God. And, you know, but when you look at the, the pledge now, a lot of it just doesn't ring true anymore. One nation, indivisible, we so divided. Amen. 
A lot of people don't want to be under God. Amen. The liberty and the justice has gone out the window. Amen. You know, you, you got all these things going on, amen, that, that's coming against us. And that's why it's important for us to know, amen, where is your allegiance? You know, where, where, who, who, are, who are we aligning ourselves with, amen, and, and what is it, amen, that, that we stand firm on, amen? What, what is it that you've determined that you will not be moved, amen? And I was thinking about it, there's three, there's only three places, amen, that we can, you know, when you boil it all down, we can put our allegiance, we can put our allegiance in God or in the, the, the nations of this world or finally in our own self. How small a world is that? I mean, when you're the center of your world, that's a very small world. And I don't care who you are. Amen. It gets kind of small. So we got to think about, amen, this, this thing, amen, of when it comes down to it, what will not move you? Where does it come down to, amen? Because truly, we all are facing the same future to the degree of this natural body. We all going to die. Amen. We all did Debra say no? Keep living. <laughs> I mess with my grand, great grandson over there. But we gonna die unless you are one of those fortunate ones, or you know maybe I'm one of the fortunate ones that will still be here when God comes to to catch His people out of here. Amen. But I still can't take this body with me, so I gotta let this flesh go. Amen. So if we're living only to serve and to please and to gratify this flesh. You, your allegiance is in the wrong place. Amen. Because it is going to be destroyed. Tell somebody it going to die. But you don't have to. Did you hear what I said? I said, talking about this flesh, it's going to die. But you don't have to. You're a spiritual being. Amen. And see, and he lets us know, amen, that he's going to give us a glorified body, a, a new body. But we got we to gotta have our allegiances right if we're going to stand on this thing. If we're going to be able to, to, to live this life in a way that it does not destroy our eternity. Is anybody with me this morning? You know, in all the attempts to try to get the under God out of the allegiance. There was one attempt, amen, in 2015, amen, and a judge, a New Jersey Superior Court judge dismissed the case, and this was his ruling. The Pledge of Allegiance does not violate the right of those who don't believe in God and does not have to be removed from the patriotic message. He further noted, as a matter of history, and this this is the part that really got my attention, he says, as a matter of history, the words under God can no more be expunged from the nation the national consciousness than the words in God we trust from every coin in the land, or than the words so help me God from every presidential oath since 1789, or 
more than the prayer that has opened every congressional session of legislative business since 1787. And those things were being done long before, 100 years before the pledge was ever written. You can't erase God out of this nation. In fact, God is a, a, a major part of the foundation and the history of this nation. So no matter how people try, they can't get rid of God. He, he superseded everything else, and he's still what? Going strong. Whether people want to believe in him or not, accept him or not, amen, you know, it, it, it may appear, amen, that we can just change a few words on a poster or get rid of a plaque, and that gets rid of God. But that's, that's, that's foolishness because it's in the consciousness of the nation. Amen. Even, even the person that pushes against it, amen, if it wasn't in your head, you couldn't push against it. If you didn't know nothing about it, you couldn't deny it. You know, and I always say it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. Because it's easier for me to believe that God created everything I see than it is for me to fool myself to think it all just came to be on its own. That because of a big bang... Order came out of chaos. No, I, I prefer to believe and accept the fact of intelligent design. Amen? You know, let, let the wind blow through your house and see if it makes your bed. Yeah, it's just, just, just foolishness. You know, I mean, just open the windows and, hey, I, I need the bed made today. No, no it, it don't work that way. Amen. See, we, we need to recognize that no matter what. Amen. God will always be above and we will always be under God. Isn't that right? You know, whether people want to accept it or not, acknowledge it or not. Amen. God will always be the supreme being. Amen. The one that created all things. Amen. Amen. So what does that mean to be under God? It means that we are under his power. We're under his authority. We're under his rule. We're under his sovereignty. We're under his plan. Amen. And I'd rather be a part of the plan than kicking against the plan. How about you? You know, we got to make up in our mind, amen. It's funny how, man, it's sad that we attempt to deny our creator. And this is all coming down because, see, if I don't want to be in allegiance to something, I got to try to dismiss it. I got to try to ignore it. I try to try to say, well, He's not real, but, you know, even when I look in the scripture, look at Isaiah 29 and 16, what it says. Surely your turning things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. Amen. For shall the work say to him that made it, he made me not? Or shall the thing framed say to him that framed it, he has no understanding? I mean, how, how, how could, you know, it's, it's making it simple. The clay doesn't tell the potter you don't exist. Man, then then in, in Romans, I, I like this one in Romans, I, in the Amplified Bible, you know, Romans 9 and 20. And he says, for who are you, a mere man, to criticize and contradict and answer back to God? Will what is formed say to him that formed it, why have you made me thus? 
questioning God. Why did you make me like this? I don't like how you made me or what you made me or who you made. Hello? You didn't know you was in the world. You didn't know you existed until someone told you. You didn't know what you was until someone explained it to you. But yet, we have the intelligence or the lack thereof to try and deny the existence and the power and the authority of who God is. You know, no matter what we say, we can't escape the reality that he is real. Amen. And that we, and that we will always be, always be subservient to our creator. No matter how high-minded people might try to get or how intellectual they try to become, we'll always be subservient to him that made you. You didn't make yourself. Amen. You didn't decide, well, it's time for me to be born. It's time for me to be created. I think I want to be a man. No, you, you, you ain't had nothing to do with that. It was all up to him. Amen. The creator of the heavens and the earth. He knows exactly what he's doing. You know, so we, we, we asked ourselves, amen, and I'm asking you again, what does it mean to be in allegiance to something? What does that mean? It means to vow a vow or to, or, 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 and, and to keep it, amen, to, to be faithful to one's commitments. Anybody here ever made a commitment? Amen. And particularly unto God, Lord, I give my life to you. Have your way. Do what it is that you will. Right? But when it comes down to what I want to do, it means to, re to remain loyal, to walk in loyalty and fidelity to the one who created you. Amen. That's, that's what we're talking about, amen. You know, or, or to something or to someone. See, we're we going to commit ourselves to something. Like I said, you're either going to commit yourself to God or you're going to commit yourself to the ways of the world or you're going to commit yourself just to yourself. It's all about me. What I need, what I want, what I desire. The loyalty of citizens to their country, the loyalty, amen, or the, or the, the, uh, of subjects to their sovereign king. Where is your allegiance? See, that's something that we don't often think about you know, because we just go day to day doing what we do, amen, you know, about our daily business, our weekly business, and, you know, but when it really comes down to it, when the pressure is on, or maybe I should say it another way, when the temptation is right in front of you, where's your allegiance? What's going to help you to stand, amen, when when the world or the flesh or the enemy is trying to get you to go against the commitments you've made to God. Amen. When, 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 when the, this, this flesh is trying to get you to be, like we used to call it as children, an Indian giver. Y'all know what that is? You give something, you want to take it back. I gave my life to the Lord, now I want to take it back. Just for, just for today. Just for today, Lord, just, just, just let me do what I want to do today, and then, then I'll repent. Then, then I'll get right. But today, I, I got needs. Help me. I know what your word says, but 
The Lord knows my heart. Yeah, he does. He knows our heart, how deceitful and how wicked. Amen. How the word said the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? God knows it. Because our, our heart will deceive ourselves, amen, and, and we'll, we'll give in to these things that want to cause us, amen, to, to, to not keep our allegiance in the right place. Amen. It, it causes us to want to rise up and do what we want to do, amen. See, I, I'm looking at this thing and I'm saying we, we have some options here, amen. You can accept the truth. And as I was looking at this, the Lord just gave me five options. You see, you can accept the truth and surrender your life to the Lord, your creator. Number one. Or you can choose to be an atheist, one who says God doesn't exist. Or number three, you can choose to be an agnostic, one who says, well, I don't know if God is real or not. I, I'm still on the fence. You know, I'm still trying to decide. Or number four, you can get mad at God and turn your back on him and walk away from your relationship with him. Many people do that. And finally, Amen. You could be a person that has never even heard about the gospel. You know, but even that, you know, I begin to think about it. And I said, no matter, regardless of which category you're in, it all falls back to being under God. It all falls back, amen, to, you know, all, I mean, those, those categories covers everybody on the planet pretty much. Amen. And yet we're still under his authority, under his power, under his sovereignty, under his plan. Amen. And, it, and he said in his word that he would ensure that everyone heard the gospel before he came back. In Matthew 24, 12 to 14, it says this. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end. Tell somebody, hold on. He said, and endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall, now that word shall is a absolute. It says, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, then shall the end come. God is good. He's faithful at his word. He said, so I say, well, there's a lot of people. We, I still got time to dilly and dally. Because why? Where is there? But do you not know? You know, I Googled it. Yes, I did. And according to Google, there's 195 countries or nations in the world. That's not a lot. But then I thought about it, you know, because I, I was watching the TV last week, and this number caught my attention, and I didn't know why until last night. But the TBN Broadcasting Network is currently broadcasting to 174 nations as we speak. The Word of God. So that only leaves how many mathematicians? 21. Only 21 nations that they haven't reached yet. And that's, not the, and that's just by themselves, 174 nations being reached. That's not to, to, to count other broadcasters, Amen. missionaries, evangelists in the sorts that um, possibly or maybe have already reached some of those 21 countries. Amen. So that's letting me know that 
God's word is coming true in our day. And that is being preached to all nations. Amen. Everywhere. Amen. And we don't know, as far as we know, it might have gotten to all of them already. But he said that he wouldn't come until it got to everybody. And that's just by looking at this information here, it lets me know it's getting to what? Everybody. Amen. So we got, we got to check ourselves, amen, because they're being reached, amen. So, you know, I, I can't help but think that we need to really know where our allegiance lies because it's going to come suddenly. I'm telling you, it's going to come suddenly, amen, and you ain't going to have time to, to be trying to figure out. You, you need to have it already figured out. Amen. You need to have already decided, amen, because when the time comes, it's like, you know, you're running around, and I hope that's nobody in here, but you're running around without car insurance. And, you know, as soon as I get a raise, and as soon as I get this paid off, and as soon as I can, can get this area right, I'm going to get me some insurance. Huh? And, and you, you, you know, you got good intentions. But you got no insurance. But you just right. You know, they, they can't look at you and tell you don't have no insurance. Only way they find out is if you mess up. So you careful. Huh? You don't want nobody to know you don't have no insurance. But while you riding along your way, someone runs into you. Boom. Wasn't even your fault, but the first thing they're going to ask you for is. And if you don't have insurance, your goose is cooked. You're going to pay the piper. Right? You know, so, and, and that's what I'm saying. See, a lot of times we, we live in this life and we run around. I'm going to get right. I'm going to get right. I just got to. I just got to get this, and I just got to get him, and I just got to get her, and I just got to, you know, and when I do, I'm going to get right with God. I'm going to stop doing this, that, and the other. And while you have good intentions, the Bible says, when I take that, the Bible don't say it. I say it. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. You better stop intending to get right and get right today, yesterday if you could, because the time is coming. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, don't, I haven't found the scripture yet that says God's going to accept your excuses. I haven't found it. And I've been reading the Bible a long time. So it's up to us, amen, to see, I can't do it for you. You can't do it for me. All we can do is remind each other, provoke each other to a good work, amen, recommend, amen, and all these things. But it, when it really comes down to it, you got to have your mind made up that I am going to set my allegiance on the word and the will of God. I'm not going to continue to let my flesh Dictate how I live and what I do and where I go and who I'm hanging with and who I'm laying with. I'm 
see, see, sometimes I, I told you I didn't, I didn't plan this, but God said, you know, see, see, we got to stop acting holy and be holy. We got to start acting saved, acting, yeah, mm-hmm. and get saved, stay saved, lay aside all this extracurricular activity that don't line up with the word of God. Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. Children in the room. But we, we got to get right or we going to get left. Hello? And no, sir, no, ma'am, you don't want to be left. So it, 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 you can, but it's every day, every day, I have to make a choice. And it's gotten easy. Huh? It's almost automatic because I know ain't nothing out there worth missing out for. Huh? But every day we got to stand on the choice that we made for God and his ways. Amen. And stop making all these excuses. What you're doing, let me say it like this. What you're doing, you're excusing yourself right out of God's plan. Amen. To have you in eternity with him. It's like saying, excuse me, God, that sounds good, but. I need this right now. For the moment, you're giving up eternity. Did that make sense? In my mind, it don't make sense. I don't know about anybody else, but it just don't make sense. So we got to decide where we going to stand. We got to decide where our allegiance really is. So ask yourself, right now, where is it? Where is it? Only you can answer that question. Uh Only you can answer that question for yourself. And then your actions broadcast the answer. It ain't like people blind. Your actions broadcast the answer. You know, in Psalms 37, verses 4 and 5 say this. Delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. What is he saying? If you would just put me first, what did Matthew 6.33 say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his what? Right. And all things shall be added to you. Amen. But the things ain't coming fast. Oops. No, you ain't committed. You ain't committed enough and and look. Psalms 37, amen, in the Amplified, that same verse says this. He said, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires. Hear what he said. The secret petitions of your heart Commit your ways to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Lean on him. Trust him. Believe him. Give him time. You know, show him that you're serious. Huh? You know, we, 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 we start and stop. Start and stop. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm going to get right. Hold on for a week. Maybe a month. But then you get with the wrong crowd again. And you find yourself doing the moonwalk. Huh? Because I want to be acceptable. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. I don't care what they call me. As long as he called my name. This ain't, this ain't no game. This, this, this ain't no social club. This is life and death. This is eternity or total annihilation. And I was thinking about it this morning, even as I, I was getting ready. You know, I don't have a problem, as much of a problem, as hard as it is to wrap my mind, not just, just me, I'm just talking. Wrap my mind around eternity. But it's easier for me to wrap my mind around eternity than it is for me to wrap my mind around not existing at all. I can't even imagine not, not being. Think about it. We feel like we're going to live forever. And guess what? You was designed spiritually to live forever. But to not be at all, I'd rather wrestle with the length of eternity. I, I, I'd rather have that problem than, than not. It just causes me to think. I think we need to do it his way. We need to trust him all the way. Because he has, he, has, he has a plan. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and he understands that we have desires and, and, and we have, you know, struggles and temptations and trials. But all you do, you need to really work on committing it to God. Psalms, I mean, Proverbs 16 and 3 says this. Commit thy works unto the Lord. Yeah. Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. If, what's he saying? If, if I would just be committed in everything I do unto him, just commit. Then he, he said he'll establish your thinking, your thoughts. But when you committed everywhere, when you're all over the place, you know, the Bible tells me a double-minded man, that include woman too, amen, is unstable and all stable, amen. And he says this, he goes on to say, I didn't put it in my note, but he, say, he goes on to say, and let not that person, I'll say it like that, that man or that woman think that they should receive anything from the Lord. You want this and you want that, but you double-minded. Today you good, tomorrow you crazy. Can I just be real? Today you focused and tomorrow you scatterbrained. You all over the place. 
He said, commit thyself, commit thy works unto the Lord. Amen. There's still opportunity to turn. Amen. And, and, and to, to pledge your allegiance to God as long as you got breath in your body. As long as you got the activity of your limbs. Amen. You can turn it around. Amen. Like how it says in Ezekiel 18, 21 and 22, he said, but if that wicked, if the wicked will turn from all his sins that he hath committed and keep my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. All his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. See, all you got to do is make a turn. Amen. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. Just do an about face. Turn. And it's just not walking away from it. That's not good enough. Because I'm sure that, you know, we've walked away from things and found ourselves right back in that same place. But see, when we talk about turn, that means to repent. What does it mean to repent? It means to change your way of thinking. Remember we said commit your works unto him, he'll establish your thoughts. If you would just change your way of seeing it, if you see that thing, it looked good, but that's going to kill me. It looked good, but that's going to destroy me. It feel good, but that's going to separate me from God. Change the way you see it. See, don't stop it. Look good. Feel good. Smell good. Taste good. But. Put that butt on there. If you want to put your butt in anywhere, put your butt in them places that's trying to mess you up. But it's going to destroy my relationship with God. But it's going to separate me from the most high. But it's going to cause me not to walk in his ways, amen, and to, to fulfill his purpose in my life. But it's going to cause my relationship to be destroyed. Now, see, 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 furthermore, don't, 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 don't let a moment determine your destiny. Amen. Natural. Elevate your heart and your thoughts above this natural. And realize that there's something more significant that's spiritual that God is trying to get us to. So when we get in these places, amen, in our minds, amen, and we all have these places, we better know where to take them. We better know how to battle them and combat them, amen, to get, to get through it so it don't destroy you. Oh, my goodness. Help us, Lord. Ezekiel 18, 27, 28 says again, when the wicked turn away from his wickedness and he hath com that he hath committed and doeth that which is lawful and right, he shall save his soul alive. Yeah. Think about that. It's in your power. Amen. It's in my power yeah. to make a difference. For my Amen. But he considereth and turneth away from all his transgressions that he hath committed, he shall surely live. He shall not die. My goodness. We got to change our way of thinking. Change our way of responding. Change our way 
hallelujah, of acting and start living like God wants us to live. Yeah, hallelujah. You know, and I, I want to bring it home, amen. But he said, 1 Peter 2, 23 says this. Who, when he is reviled, reviles not again. When he suffered, he threateneth not. Come on now. He said, but committeth himself to him that judges rightfully. So what's it mean when we talk about being reviled? When you criticized, when you insulted and, and, and people talking about you, putting your name in the mud. And yeah, but, he, but he's saying, what he's saying is the person that does not retaliate, the person that does not, you know, try to fight back or bring threatenings. He said, this is what he's looking for. This is what he's calling for. A lot of times we, we ready. We, we, we want to what? You said what, Devante? You don't talk to me like that. Who do you think? Yeah, we, 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 we want to be on the what? Defense. God is saying, humble your crazy self. Oh, he's talking to me too. Humble your, before, before you mess yourself up. He said, vengeance is whose? You know, the, you know I, I look at my, my daughter over here, and, and it, it reminds me of one of the conversations we had at Bible study the other night talking about social media. A lot of times we, we want to go on social media, and we want to just fight fire back and shoot back and everything else. But humble yourself. See, the Lord is your vindicator. See, he sees you. He knows your heart when it's right, and he knows when it's not so right. But he said, no, hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battle. See, when we do that, then they begin to see a Christian. Then they begin to see there's something different about him or something different about her. Amen. And they, they don't, they don't, they, 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 they don't, they, their lip don't start trembling so fast. Because they got something on board that helps them to maintain their composure. Now, I've had all kinds of people come in my, my office and in different places just irate and fussing and carrying on. And you know what they receive from me by the help of the Lord? Is there anything else? It's up to you. You don't have to let anybody take control of your feelings and your emotions. You don't have to let anybody. You know, I, I think about, you know, there's a commercial back in the day that said, never let them see you sweat. Huh? Don't let them see you sweat. Don't let them get you flustered. Huh? Keep your peace. Huh? God is my peace. Amen. Be it right or be it wrong, whether they're talking crazy or they're talking right, I'm still at peace with God. Uh, if there's any truth to it, I take it on board. If there ain't, I'm smarter than a toilet. I know how to flush it. Huh? But if we, if we make up in our mind who we are and whose we are, but see, we, we, we do what Pastor Linda taught us not to do. We be catching the ball. We all over the place. But over there, you trying to get it. I cry. 
crazy. Let it pass. Drop it. Move on. Keep your peace. Walking the way that God wants you to walk. 1 Peter 4.19 says this, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit and keep their souls in him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. He said, what? They that what? Rejoice according to the will of God. Is that what it said? They that suffer according to the will of God. You mean I got to suffer according to God's will? You mean it's his will that I suffer? That don't make no sense. But we don't have a problem reading the passage where it says, if you suffer with him, <laughs> you'll also reign with him. Say, I don't want to suffer, but I sure want to reign. I don't want to run the race, but I want to medal. I don't want to go through, but I want to pat on the back. No. He said, no. He said, Commit. To the keeping of their souls. To him in well-doing. So when you're feeling it rise up in you. You need to be saying Lord help me to do well. Help me Jesus. You know my saying. Y'all know my saying. Thank you. Thank you Jesus. Keep me near the cross. Because right about now. I need some Jesus on board. I ain't saying it out loud, though. Amen. Thank you. Because like I say, I never let him see me sweat. Huh? But he knows. And if we make up in our mind that we're going to stand. Amen. See, because the Lord will not forget the days of your trouble. He will not forget, amen, the times, amen, uh, that you go through. And he will also not forget the time of reward. Amen. When you stand on his word and you trust him. Amen. Psalm 61, 5 says this. For thou, O God, has heard my vows. Thou has given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Ooh, goodness. I come from a line of believers who stood on the word of God. I come from a line, not necessarily me, but, you know, because I look back, amen, there were some troubles in my family. But, you know, I want to create a heritage for my children. Yeah. Amen. And I, I know there's some of us in here, amen, who come from that, that praying grandma. God, amen. Come from that, 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 that father, uh, uh, that granddad that, that stood on the word, amen, and, and passed it down to you and said, baby. Y'all know when she said, baby. Yeah, she, she about to drop some wisdom on you. Right? You see, we, 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 we have something that we can look back and we can hold on to because God gave it to us. Amen. He, he, we can look back and we can stand on his word. Then we look at that eighth verse in that 61st Psalm. He says, so will I sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. 
He said, I'm going to sing praise. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to lift you up so that every day I can perform the vows that I've made unto you. See, you get some strength when you start worshiping. You get some strength, amen. When, you, when you're going through, my wife will tell you, I, I put on some music in a hot second. I get up in the morning, boop, because it sets the atmosphere. Amen. I can't be running around thinking crazy. Not that I do, thank God. But, but when I, that, my worship music is on, I start worshiping. Start dancing through the house. Start praising God. Amen. And what's that doing? That's building up the spirit, man. That's, that's letting the flesh know this is what we do. You know how the song say praise is what I do? Amen. And, and, and let's know this is how we, so that when trouble come, you already praised up. You prayed up. You ready. Amen. You, you fortified and you built up. But if you're just walking around and you think about your troubles and you think about your woes and what you got to do today that you really don't want to do, you opening yourself up. Huh? Because don't, don't let something hit you. Don't let it get a crazy phone call while, while your mind is... See, you, you want to be in the presence of God at all times. You want to be in the presence of God, amen, so that, so that that spirit man, amen, is already charged up and ready because this world is full of distractions. This world is full of things that's going to hit you and blindside you and get you off course, but I got something on board. You know, I, I, I want to be like Jesus, amen, when they say no. They couldn't find nothing to hold against him. How about you and me? It's up to us. It's up to us and, and, and where we stand. So let's, let's get some praise. Let's, let's keep some praise going. Let's keep some worship going. When you're riding down the road, put on some praise music. Put on some worship music. Put on something that's going to feed you. Amen. And it's going to get your mind off of your troubles and get your mind on God to go troubles. Amen. To let you know it's all going to be alright if I just hold on. If I just keep trusting and I just keep believing God is making a way. But he's calling us out. He's calling us out of those places that the enemy wants to destroy us. He's calling us out of those places. Amen. But we need to realize that if it was not for God, if it was not for him, we would all be a mess. Huh? You know, someone was saying the other day, where would I be? Oh, no, no, no. They were, saying, they were saying, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have God. I do. <laughs> I know I would either be dead or I would be a show enough mess. Uh, without God? Oh, my goodness. It's all by his strength. Amen. So when you feel your cup running low, huh? fill it up with some praise. Fill it up with some worship. Get on your knees and start praying. Amen. Just start calling on his name. Amen. And he, he'll show up. Amen. He, he'll, he'll, he'll show up. Amen. And he'll give you just what you need so that you can continue to stand. You know, I was looking in the book of Colossians. You know, in, in this book, the Paul was addressing the church of Colossae. And letting them know, amen, it's time that they change and they, they really commit themselves unto God. Amen. That, you know, because Colossae, amen, was Asia Minor, which is our current day Turkey. 
You know, and they had a lot of things going on. And, and the Apostle Paul was writing to them and telling them, you know, it's time for y'all to, to make some adjustments. It's time for y'all to really get your allegiance, amen. And he was deliberately emphasizing the, the supremacy and the sufficiency of God, amen, in everything that they need to, to bring reconciliation. And he was challenging the church to be faithful, faithful servants unto the Most High. Amen. And in the second chapter, verses 6 and 7, he says this, As ye have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him. You got it. Walk in it. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith. As ye have been taught. He said, y'all know this stuff. He said, now nah, time to do it. Abounding therein with thanksgiving. And then in chapter 3, amen, verse 1 through 4, he says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. In other words, don't stop seeking everything here, but seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections, in other words, your allegiance on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye, have, ye are dead and your life is hid in Christ, with, in God, with Christ in God. Your life is hid there. Say, die to this world. I mean, we, 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 we got to occupy till he come. But I'm admonishing us, amen, to realize that this ain't it. Of all the things that we can accomplish, all the things that we can achieve, this ain't it. And don't let this cause you to miss that. By trying to make this so comfortable. By only focusing on this. This is short-lived. 80, 90, 100 years. That's short. Compared to eternity? <laughs> not, not even a grain of sand in the, in, in, on the beach compared to what God is saying he's got in for us. Say, you are dead. Huh. Dead to this world. Dead. Verse number four says this. When Christ who is your life shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Don't you want to go? Hallelujah. Don't you want to be there when that, when that time comes, amen? You know, like I said, this world, amen, he's trying to help them to understand. Don't let your affections be on something that's temporary. <laughs> temporary, amen. I, I, I love how, how Ajane brought, you know, her and, and Wani brought that, that little drama. Amen. Amen. You're just a valet. <laughs> just a valet. Holding on to what belongs to somebody else. Yes, yes. You got to let it go. The Bible tells me everything, 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 amen, that, that, that's here for the using is going to burn up. Huh? And I don't want to burn up with it. Amen. Right? So this is where all the temptations, all the distractions. I'm going to be done here in a minute. Lord, help us. But I want us to understand. This body, you know, I, I think back to a, a message Bishop Jakes preached years ago, the enemy in me, that soulish man that the Lord came to save, that soulish man, amen, this, and our spirit man's got to live in this enemy of the flesh that wants to do its own thing. 
that wants to have its own way. But he tells me, man, in, in chapter 3, verse 5, he says, mortify, therefore. Y'all know what it means to mortify? Kill it. Kill it. Amen. Be the mortician. He said, mortify, therefore, your members which are in the earth. He says, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections. I see some of y'all don't know what that is. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? You, you, you man on man, woman on man. That's, that's not ordained by God. He said, kill it. Amen. Evil concupiscence and covetousness, and which is idolatry. I got to have this and I got to have that. And I got. You got to have God if you want to be right. Right? He said, for which things sake the wrath of God comes cometh on the children of disobedience. He said, why, Pastor, why you got to read all that negative stuff? It's in the house. Huh? Into which ye also walked in some times, in some time when you lived in them. But now, see, he's speaking in the positive. You say, you used to do those things, although he's saying, y'all need to quit. But he's still saying, but now ye also put off all these. Now, you saved, Right? You, 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 you living for God, but you still need to put off these. See, he, in other words, he's letting them know you ain't there yet. He said, put off these, all these anger, wrath, malice, which is ill will towards others, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, lie not one to another, seek that ye be, you have, I'm seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, I hope, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him, where, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. But Christ is all in all. What's he telling them? He's saying, God is no respecter of persons. And he's letting us know we, too, should not be a respecter of persons. Amen. He said there's no, you know, bond or free, barbarians. In other words, he's not looking at the divisions that we look at. All those things that we allow to separate us, amen, and cause divisions amongst us. He said we should be all in all. Everybody, amen. In Christ, amen, to love and to forgive and to operate like he wants us to operate. So when he said put off all those things, now he goes on, amen, in verses 12, amen, and he says this, put on, therefore, as the elect of God, love, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, love, suffering. Let me say that one again. Because we have a problem with that. Long. Why are they talking about me? Long suffering. Why are they doing it? Long suffering. Huh? This is what he's saying to, to the church. Hey man, I don't want to know. Nope. I'm going to correct him real quick. Long suffering. For bearing one another and forgiving. Oh my goodness. Maybe I should erase that part. 
forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things put on charity. What is charity? Love. Amen. What are you talking about? Which is the bond of perfectness. Now, did y'all hear that? Love. See, we want to we wanna be perfect, but we don't want to be loving. We want people to see our, our perfect spirituality, but we don't want to operate in love. Love suffers long, it says in Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and it's kind. You know, and I, 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 and I could go on, but that's the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Wow. To the which also ye are called in one body and be thankful. He's calling us to a place as his body. He's calling us to a place as his people. Amen. To operate in a way that magnifies him. And not only magnifies him, but it assures and it shows and it confirms our allegiance to him. Sometimes we feel like if I live like that and I do that, everybody's just going to walk on me. If I, if I live like that, you know, they're just going to have their way with me. They had their way with Jesus. See, we got to stop defending and, and, and trust him. He said that he's got your back. Huh? He lets us know that, you know, vengeance is his. Amen. If we would just trust him and believe him, amen, and, and begin to walk in a way that shows that we believe his word we will begin to see some change in our lives. You know, there's so many places that the Lord just, just keep dumping in my mind, amen, that he wants us to go to. He wants us to think about how we conduct ourselves at all times in every situation. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter towards them. Oh, my goodness. So all, all these things that, that, that are in the word of God. He wants us to apply them in our living. Mm. He wants us to apply it every day in our living. Let's stand. I, I got to stop. But I believe that we're here because we love God. But I also believe that we're here because we still got some more work to do. And if we would just allow God to do the work in us, by yielding and surrendering and submitting ourselves unto him, he would do exactly what we need in our lives. He would be right there to help us, to strengthen us, to take away all our excuses because excuses ain't going to cut it. Excuses are not going to make it. Excuses are our stumbling block. So I'm going to say this. When you find yourself making excuses for your behavior, you're already wrong. I said you're already wrong. Because the word teaches us that great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. If I find myself offended and I want everybody to hear me. If I find myself offended 
by anything someone does to me, I got to check me first. No matter what they did. It could be grievously wrong. But I still got to check me first. Lord, show me me. Before I even respond, show me me. Help me, God. And see, then I can respond in a way that's pleasing to God. Even though they may have done me wrong. I can respond in a way because I've checked my heart first. I've got my, my, my flesh and my, 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 my soulish man in, in check first. And now I can respond to my brother, my sister, or the unsaved, whoever it might be, in a way that keeps me in right standing and right relationship with God. Don't let me stumble over me. I said, don't let me stumble over me and then want to blame somebody else. Because there's never what happens to you in the eyes of God. Because he sees it all. It's always about how you respond that makes the difference in your relationship with him. How did you respond? They might have walked up and slapped the taste out of your mouth. But how did you respond? That's what makes the difference. God wants us to be that kind of people. Amen. That our allegiance is so strong to him that this world can't shake us. That we are not easily moved, you know, by the woes of life. But we stand and we trust and we believe that he's right there with us to see us through no matter what comes. So if you're here this morning, amen, and this word is spoken to you. I, I, I invite you to come to the altar. There's areas, amen, that, Lord, you know you need help. Please come. And it's not that I have power to do anything for you, but it's your stepping out unto God. It's your yielding and surrendering. Lord, I know I need help in this area or that area. Your, your confession to him. Hmm. He sees you. He sees you. And he loves you. With all our hearts, he loves us. And that's why he wants us. Amen. To surrender ourselves completely over to him. That's why he wants us, amen, to be able to come and say, Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help, Lord. Because this is a struggle. But I know in you and with your help, I can do all things, not on my own, but through Christ who strengthens me. He is my help. He is my help. He is your deliverer. So won't you come? Don't you come. God knows where we are. And he's saying, please come. Surrender it to him. Trust in him. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Let's bow our heads. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus.
we come before you right now. Lord, we come knowing that we have no strength of our own. Knowing, God, that if we lean on our own ability and our own understanding, Lord, we're destined for destruction. But with your help, God, we can overcome this life. With your help, Lord, we can overcome the challenges and the struggles. We can overcome the temptations and the trials. We can overcome, hallelujah, Lord, all those things that are pulling at us on the left and on the right, Lord, as we, we choose to lift up our eyes unto you, God, as we choose, Lord, to let our allegiance be unto you. Lord, you help us. You help us, Father. But I pray for those that have come to this altar this morning, Lord. Because they're not looking to the left and to the right. They're saying, it's me. It's me, God, that's standing in the need of prayer. And I ask you right now, Lord, to meet them right where they are. To speak to those places, God, and break the yokes that need to be broken. Lord, to set them free in the areas that they need to be set free in their heart, in their mind, in their spirit. Lord, that... You would let them know, God, that I see you. I see you. And I'm here for you. If you would but trust me. If you would just put your faith in me. Meet them, God. Meet them today. Lord, that they're, they're stepping out is not in vain. Hallelujah. But you see and you know, Father. And we thank you right now, Lord, that your word, Lord, is, is penetrating. That your word, God, your spirit is moving upon them. Lord, and I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God, that you would have your way in them. But that whatever it is, wherever it is, God, day by day, step by step, that they are going to be strengthened. As we all grab hold of your word, Lord, and, and choose to, to not assign it to somebody else, but say, it's me I need to check. It's me I need to work on. It's me that needs to be more like Christ. Help us, Father. Help us. As we call upon your name, let not our living be in vain. Let not our striving after you be in vain. Let not our worship be in vain. Hallelujah. Teach us. Teach us your ways, God. It's not enough to know your word, God, but teach us your ways that we might walk in them. That we may be the light, that we may be the example, God. That we may be a beacon of hope. Your word says that we are living epistles seen and read of men. Let them read us aright as we walk according to your word and your will. Give us a humble spirit. Lord, not putting ourselves above anybody. Not looking down on anybody. But lifting our eyes up unto you. Who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We need you, God. 
We need you like never before. We live in a time and in a nation, Lord, where there's such a decline taking place spiritually. And God, we got to hold on like never before. So we call upon you right now to move by your spirit. To break every yoke. Hallelujah. To destroy those connections, Lord, that would destroy us. To help us to turn away from those things that are trying to turn us away from you. To change our attitudes. To change our actions. To change those things that we do in secret. Help us, Father. We want to be found right in your sight, God. Because we're not doing this as unto man. But it's unto you. We pray these things in the name of Jesus. The mighty name of Jesus. Save us from ourselves. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just feel like the Lord, the Lord is, is, is calling for more individual time with his people. We get busy and we get into our goings and our routines and the, 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 the flow of life and sometimes all we get is Sunday morning. But he said he wants to spend more time with you. More time with me. Because therein, in, in those times is when your, your relationship is strengthened, when your relationship is made stronger and, and, and better, when he can speak to you and deal with you one-on-one, -on -one, showing you where you are and, 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 and what he sees in you, his, his desire and his will for you. Allow God to speak to your heart as you spend time with him. Cut us, cut, you know, set aside. We make appointments for everything else. And we, we, we know how to keep those appointments. We can, we can get to those appointments, whether it be the doctor or, you know, a, a, a meeting or, you know, a, a game or whatever it might be. Make an appointment with God. Set a standing appointment with him. And keep it. Keep it. Like your life depends on it because it does. This is what God is calling for. He wants us to get closer. Amen? Amen. So I'm done. I'm turn it over to Lehi.